0: Hey, you fans, welcome to the Big Blue Box Podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And we're at episode 156.
1: Yeah,
2: we are. Have you ever thought what it's like to be wanderers in the fourth dimension? Nobody in the universe can do what we're doing. I've reversed the polarity of the neutron flow so the TARDIS should be free of the force field now. There's
0: no point in being grown up if you can't be childish sometimes. The trouble with time travel is one never seems to find the time. Change, my dear. And it seems not a moment too soon.
2: Unlimited rice pudding, etc., etc. I am the Doctor. Great men are forged in fire. It is the privilege of lesser
0: men to light the flame. I'm the Doctor. This is Rose Tyler. She's my plus one. Is that all oh, right? That would be me.
2: Hello. Surprise. Boom, Etc. I'm the Doctor. Do everything I tell you. Don't ask stupid questions. And don't wander off. How can you new this?
0: I don't like the color. How do you do, who fans? Welcome to 156. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 156 is here. We've made it.
3: We've made it, yes. You look like you're t- transforming into me. Your beard is... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I've trimmed mine, and you're getting—you look like Grizzly Adams.
0: Yeah, my beard's <laughs> getting ago, Yeah, yeah,
3: yes, letting it grow, are you?
0: Yeah, a little yeah. bit.
3: Yeah,
0: there's a celebrity, isn't there, that you met at a convention? She said she hated beards. Who was that?
3: That was um, Tegan Janet Fielding. Right, ah, yeah. <laughs> Blimey, you've got a good memory. Yeah, that was a, um, that was a good old slough. One of the tenth uh, planet events. Yeah, I can't remember what she said there, but she was like, oh. Beards. You got a beard, have you? I was like, yeah, I have had one for a while. <laughs> You're one of those yeah. guys with the beards. Yeah, she's. Like, I can't remember. Wish I could remember now. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, she wasn't impressed with the beard. So don't go meeting Janet Fielding anytime soon. Anytime soon, she'll yeah. give you a right telling off. Yeah. Oh well.
0: Anyway, I- him, McCoy. Oh, sorry. I was going to say we haven't graced our fans with our intro. Yes, welcome, yeah. welcome, welcome, welcome. Hope you've all had a cracking week. <laughs> And that you've managed to do something Doctor Who related. here like yeah. You managed to do something Doctor Who-wise. Mm.
3: It's that related sounds better, doesn't it?
0: Yes. Yeah. I hope you've grabbed a book or a DVD or a colouring book, perhaps, or a toy. Take some taking some cool pics. Or well, you picked up a cool bit of merch. Remember, always want to see your guys, because Adam and I love um, discussing merch, looking at, All various. If you if you guys pick up new pieces of merch, remember to take pics and Mm. send it on Twitter and Facebook so we can approve, laugh, join in, whatever.
3: Yeah, I managed to pick up a couple of books this week actually. So I got uh, Doctor Second, Doctor Seventh, Doctor Eight, and Doctor Nine. Oh, cool. Yeah, so they're they're really good. I was really pleased to get them. I was just in town and I thought I'd nip into Smiths and see if they'd got them and. And they had the whole lot on the shelf. So, yeah, what are we missing now? It's just the third Doctor. The tenth Doctor's coming out at Christmas, isn't he? Um, yeah,
0: he's got must a solo in... one, hasn't he? Just the Christmas one. Oh, it's the...
3: five and six, isn't it? Yeah, they haven't done five and six yet. So three, five, six, and... Tw- and ten, ten and ten. Are still yeah. to do, yeah. Okay. But so uh, yeah, I was really chuffed for them. Great, great little books. Obviously they take like five minutes to read because there's <laughs> not a lot of text in there, but they're really good fun. I'm I'm hoping I probably won't because there's a building web. But I'm hoping I might just get time to do a little review of them because I'd love to just do a little video mm. on them. They're they're really cool. So I was chuffed with that. They're
0: very cute. And they're,
3: yeah, and I like the fact that now it's got like a little mini collection, you know what I mean? I sort of put them all together and I like looking at them all together. So Doctors 1
0: to 12, <laughs> but with gaps. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the killer thing, isn't it? With anything to do. When, oh, when, we, when we start thinking about merch and various books or figures, whatever, if there's a gap, it just niggles. It just eats away. I know. Like a little voice, isn't it?
3: It's like that, you know, I collect the complete history collection and they they build up the picture. So every time you get one, it just builds up a picture along all the spines. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But even those, I keep thinking, God, I I really look forward to the day when um, those gaps are filled. Like I just sometimes stare at the shelf thinking, got sort of 56, 57, 59. No. (laughs) (laughs) You know. So, yeah. Yeah, I read
0: you. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Do you got anything Doctor Who related this week, mate? Did you pick anything up? Yeah, I've watched a fair bit of classic who seeing as it's mccoy's uh, 30th anniversary time yeah do you know this is when i interrupted you earlier
3: this is what i was going to say because hearing mccoy in the intro there made me think that there's a bit seems to be quite a big deal made on social media about the fact that uh, time and the rani aired hmm. um today so what is it is it 30 years is it 30 years the big three oh yeah. is it or is it more no, no it must be 1888 uh, yeah, 30, isn't it? Must be, of course. Years. Yeah. Yeah, gosh, that's scary. Um, yeah, a lot of people don't like that story. I know when we reviewed it, we, we were quite kind to it. I've, I've always really enjoyed it. I don't get the hate. It's I know it's like pantomime and silly, but it's just fun. It's, it's a fun watch. I don't know why people go mad about it. It's not like, if it was really boring, if it was just like really slow and nothing happened in it, I can understand it. But I, I can happily sit through Time of the Rani. In fact, I might I might watch it later tonight. As it's uh, the anniversary, but it's been really nice to see all this stuff on social media about it. I thought, you know, just yeah. honouring Sylv coming into his own as the Doctor.
0: Yeah, and the the soundtrack's really nice for that one as well.
3: Yes, yeah, it's, it's quite eighties, yeah. but I like it. Yeah, it's good, isn't
0: it? Yeah. So actually, that's one of the ones I watched actually because it's his anniversary sort of period. Um, I watched Time and the Ronnie, the greatest show, and then oh, Survival. Yeah. Mm. so i picked three out of like the beginning the middle or middle-ish and then the end
3: yeah yeah i was just gonna say that's quite a nice little yeah little collection yeah
0: good what did we give time in the rani
3: i don't know because i remember i remember people thinking because a lot of people who listen to the show follow my youtube so they they know that it's my guilty pleasure they know that i like it and i think a lot of people expected you to to really slay it and they were it's quite a surprise weren't they when we when we actually did get around to reviewing it and you didn't, you, I mean, it, it's never going to be like in your top 10, but you, you quite enjoyed it. I think.
0: Yeah. I didn't mind it. I think, um, yeah. it's not bad. I think I get, yeah, here we are. I gave it a five. Yeah. So middle of the road and you gave it a 7.5. Yeah. So mm. yeah, we've certainly given out worse scores.
3: Yeah, we have. Yeah, <laughs> I, as I said, I I can quite happily sit that sit and watch that one anytime. I think there's some great moments in it, like Mel getting trapped in the bubble, and I think Kate and Mara is really fun in it. So I I really think there's a lot to enjoy in it. I always get a bit I always get a bit defensive when people start laying into it, if you like. So you know, yeah. perhaps perhaps I oh, actually but, well this will go out tomorrow because we're recording this on the Thursday, so that will have passed. But maybe uh, if you haven't watched it for a while, listeners bung it on give it another go it's really not that bad it's quite funny in a lot of places it's not that bad yeah, yeah. yorick get in here you <laughs> yeah. loads of bits of it you know yeah. uh, even the first line in it leave the man it's the no leave the girl it's the man i want you know it's just so many little <laughs> silly lines in it it's, it's fun
0: yeah.
3: anyway time in the running
0: yes yeah. the only other thing i've done really is my evening read uh, i finished a book um last week so i thought i'd go back to the you know when they released those series of books for the 50th you know the 50 years and they've got the black and white pictures of each doctor on the spine and you know it's the re-release of a book from oh i know what you mean yeah, yeah 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 so i went back and started reading those so i'm reading um 10 little aliens at the moment which is the first doctor one by stephen cole so i'm yeah. going to go through those because they're nice little books actually they seem to have picked out some decent stories over the years and if anyone knows what i mean they're just white and gray books and they've got a I know, black I know and white ones. picture yeah
3: yeah, yeah, they're nice. Yeah. yeah,
0: so I've stuck that on. I think, what's the next one? What's, I um, can't remember what the second Doctor one is. Dalek story, I think, maybe.
3: Yeah, I have got. can like, picture of the cover, funny enough. It's got like a, a bluey,
0: greeny pattern on it, isn't it? But yeah, I can't remember what it's called. Oh it's not Dalek. Oh, it's uh, Dreams of Empire. Oh, right. Yeah, so looking forward to that. So they're really cool. So that's me, just Ooh. watching and reading. Yeah, it's all good, though, isn't it? No new merch for me. No, no yeah.
3: audio listening this week.
0: Yeah. Uh, talking of books and merch and stuff, next week we're going to do a little giveaway. Yeah, because we've got a stack of books here that, um, uh, that we've, we, we get given by BBC Books for review purposes. Um, and obviously we buy them as well. So I've got like, you know, a lot of duplicate copies on the bookshelf. So yeah, it'd be cool to send them to somebody that would make use of it rather than just collecting dust Oh, nice on the bookshelf. Yeah. So next week, listeners, we'll have a, a wee giveaway. Cool bags and books. Yeah. Nice one. So rather than hearing hammers and chainsaws and all <laughs> the rest, mate, anything else you've been up to?
3: Uh no, not really, buddy. I, I've um I've nearly finished Peter Davidson's biography. I had to I had a bit of a rest from it. Um not because I wasn't enjoying it, just because we've had all this building stuff going on and i haven't really had a lot of time or any peace and quiet to just sit and read it. So I'm finally um finally managed to polish off a couple of chapters of that and i think i've only got two chapters left oh, cool. um, yep. so hopefully by next week i would have finished it i was slightly i mean i don't know if there's a lot of doctor who in the last two chapters because i know you've read it i was slightly disappointed that there wasn't more who because he it, there was a, the chapter just finished off he was sort of talking about the five doctors and stuff and it's getting really interesting Mm-hmm. And then he just started. That was it. It was just, just like it's just like two pages on it. I, like turned over, waiting to hear the rest of the stories so they're saying about like Tom Baker not being involved and all that. Turn the page, and he started going on about a play he was in. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. I was thinking, oh, is that? that's I hope that's not it for the Doctor <laughs> Who section. A bit like, um God, not that I've read it for years, but Tom Baker's biography. I think he's got about one page about Doctor Who in it, <laughs> from what I remember. I know there's not a lot in his biography about Doctor, Who, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he talks a little bit more in those last two chapters, but I'm slightly disappointed Um, how much who he talks about, you know, because I, I really like his era. So I was hoping to get a bit more behind the scenes stuff there. I mean, there is some great stuff in there. Don't get me wrong. And I've really enjoyed the book, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you know. I'll have, I'll have finished it this time, but the time we record next podcast, I'll, I'll have polished off the two chapters. So I'll let you know. Yeah.
0: There is, um, there is, uh, it is very light on who it's more about yeah. his, Uh, thoughts on on getting acting roles really and growing up being an actor and all sorts of different stuff he's done so it's very light on who I I will agree with that Mm. but I
3: have enjoyed it Uh, certainly enjoyed it yeah I've just got to the bit where I think it's called The Wilderness Years oh yes
0: (laughs) so it's obviously where all the work dried up oh it did yeah (laughs)
3: <laughs> so that, that's where I'm at but yeah I'm looking forward to finishing that so it's, it's been really good to get back into it because I, as I said I do like him uh, as the Doctor he's quite an interesting guy and I like all creatures great and small as well which he talks a lot about so that's good yeah but that's it mate it's just, just been reading for me Peter Davison and
0: Mr. Men books <laughs> that's sounds been me sounds like like a good week <laughs> yeah <laughs> now news we're very there light on any. news we're, there ain't any no there's naffle, no in the way of news, really <laughs> I mean we can normally you know rummage around and uh, and find some little snippets, but it's so just dry at the moment um yeah it's not a bad thing, I suppose it's not bad because I remember when series ten was on, and we also had the build up to the announcement of the next doctor you couldn't there was every single day there was like half a dozen articles and mm leaks and pictures and all sorts it was crazy so it's not a bad thing to have a little little period of just calm yeah because
3: it'll make when the when some news does come it'll make it yes all the more exciting won't it yeah because it is a bit of a dry spell at the minute
0: yeah indeedy mm. so no news but we have got our metal friend who's gonna yeah. he's gonna drop a few items down on the floor and then bugger off with the hump what sort of moods are you in today let's have a look. <laughs> Merch Corner, Merch Corner, Merch Corner. I don't know whether to be impressed or disgusted. It's a
4: bit rubbish,
0: but it's pretty. It's very pretty. First up, Series 10, which I know you've already got. Yeah, in two parts, no less. Albeit in two parts, yeah. But the complete (laughs) box set, they normally do this, don't they, with Talk To Who? They do, yeah. For some very bizarre reason. They like to try and milk in that blimming cash cow. They do. They release, yeah. they release it in two halves and then they release the complete set. So I imagine it's for fans like yourself who just like that extra bit of coolness. Like for this one, it was very cool because the two front covers made a, a larger picture, didn't they?
3: yeah they they put a bit more effort into it this time around i'll give them yeah. that and they and they came with some nice postcards and stuff so yes i mean i, I as i said in my reviews i mean i, w- I would always wait for the complete box set because you're going to get more for your money um but if you like throwing your money away like i do and, and buying everything um <laughs> they were quite nice they i mean i didn't i didn't sort of i didn't um, begrudge spending the money on parts one and two because I, I liked the covers and I liked the postcards and and I'll probably get this complete series box set as well. To be fair, but but uh, yeah, I think it's always good if you wait because it doesn't you know it doesn't take long for the complete box set to come out after, does it? So not really. When's it actually yeah. due? It's is
0: it November or something? Let's have a look. It is due yeah seventh of November. Yeah. Um, well, that's in the US. The UK date is normally. Oh right! Is it a week before or a week after? One of the two. Can't remember. Yeah. yeah. So another couple of months to wait for the complete set. But in terms of features, there's a bunch of deleted scenes. There's some audio commentaries, um, an inside look. Quite those are on
3: great. the. Those are on the. Um, the ones I've got, yeah, they're just little five-minute nuggets. Oh, okay. Of, yep. uh, behind the scenes of each story, yeah, they're not bad.
0: Uh, and this little uh, documentary, "Becoming the Companion," which is like a Pearl Mackie uh, mm-hmm. sort of documentary, as she travels. Um, from the london stage to her tv role as the companion so that might be cool um and it just lists it as a, and, and more so i imagine there'll be some more features but they just haven't been announced as yet
3: yeah i mean they're bound to announce a low ball nearer the time so we'll let you know when we know um i do think i think a lot of people feel like this i do almost feel it's a shame that they're. Not going to wait and release this after Christmas, so they can, can you know, it will round off Powder's era because presumably, after Christmas, we'll get another standalone release. um With what's it called? Twice upon a time, isn't it? Yeah. Do you think we will? Still don't like. Yeah, they'll just release it as a standalone. Oh, I mean, a standalone. They're, they're, Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's almost a shame because they've because they've released parts one and two. So you can already get, you know, the complete series if you want to buy them. It's almost a shame they haven't waited a little bit longer to release the complete box set and include the Christmas special. I think because, yeah, yeah. you know, for me, I'd like to have it. I think normally they include the Christmas special, don't they? Uh, I think the last complete sets have. Um, yes. So yeah, presumably that yeah. yeah you'll buy this and then you'll have to buy the Christmas special.
0: Yeah, well that's not a bad thing because from the BBC's point of view, it's a bit more money in the bank. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if it's any good, I mean, I, I would imagine that. It will be very popular because it's the first it's the first Jody Whitaker story, and it's Peter Powdy's book, you know it's a big thing, mm. so I imagine it will sell very well on its own. Maybe that's the thought behind it. Probably, probably, yeah. yeah. Mm. so series 10, the complete set is on its way, November.
3: Yes, nice to see. Okay, talking of uh, getting towards Christmas and all that sort of stuff, um, there's some new Dot Who calendars uh, already out for for order. Uh, Are these up for pre-order or are these actually out? Let's have a look on Amazon. So... um, I've got to say, they've got quite lazy with the... They do a little (laughs) pocket calendar, don't they, every year? And they used to sort of do a different cover for each one. I think for the last four or five years, they've done exactly the same cover, which is just the TARDIS. (laughs) It's just literally the TARDIS. They obviously have just run out of ideas. Um, So I think these are coming out in September, actually. So first of all, we've got like the classic edition, which is like the official 2018 calendar, which is like... um, it's got Capaldi on it and it it sort of follows the same format as as every other year where we've got all the classic doctors, you know, on each month, um, covers. Okay. I don't know. It might look better. The actual thing might look better, but it's kind of Capaldi surrounded by hexagons and they've each got the, the doctor sort of planted behind him. All the doctors got the war doctor on there, which is nice to see the actual months themselves look quite nice. Don't they? So you've got like, um, yeah, they they've done some nice artwork. It looks like they've taken photographs and then jazzed them up with a bit of um <laughs> with a bit of color and stuff. So they them actual, up. Yep. Yeah, they jazzed <laughs> them up. So that that looks quite nice. I mean, I don't know about you, mate. It it it, it looks nice, but it doesn't make me think. God, oh, I must get that the minute it comes out. I'll probably put it on my Christmas list. And if I don't get it crumpled up in my stocking, I'll probably just get it in the sale in the new year. It's uh, it's nice, but it but it's not anything special i don't i wouldn't say i don't know might look better in the flesh but yeah it's not it's not like i'm not immediately
0: pressing the pre-order button let's put it that way yeah i think they have got quite lazy like you say with these calendars Mm -hmm. because there's another one as well um and it's the official just the the standard doctor who one which is all about capaldi um which is out at the minute as well both of these are priced at 10 pounds by the way um but the front cover for the capaldi one it's got you know the promo image they release for series 10 with the doctor sort of hanging on to pearl as as they're flying through space you know she's hanging yeah. off him yeah um but then the actual months themselves all they are are just the sort of various screen captures from each episode or one of the promo images from oh, each right. episode with like a big sort of hexagon on the bottom half and stuff but they don't look that great i mean i was it's the images from you know a lot of the episodes
3: i was just i've just found um, it yeah i was just trying to find the, the link to the calendar so i can see it yeah i see what you mean because i i like that i like the picture of them hanging out the tardis that's quite cool um so then yeah i see what you mean it's just um and it's yeah it's yeah. kind of just the pictures from the episodes yeah and it's
0: mm. it's kind of all over the place as well there's series eight <laughs> in there series nine series i was just gonna say seven. that's the fisher yeah. king isn't it yeah, yeah it's a bit bizarre they, they're not pretty much a sort of thought into it it's just taking Ooh, a bunch it's... of screen caps and that's your lot yeah but i do like this classic one it's okay like you i'm not in a rush to go out and buy it it's okay but um but it's nice to have doctor who up on the wall we you know we've got a doctor who calendar downstairs. oh yeah and... I'll,
3: I'll always buy it i'll always get one for the wall i always have to have a doctor who calendar on my wall you're i'm sure you're the same yes in fact do you know what um I, in the kitchen we've got one <laughs> in the kitchen we've got one from pound world the doctor who, they did like right. i think they've done this the last two years running um and two years ago the one that came from pound world was not it was you could tell it was a pound last year it was a really nice like for a pound it was a really nice little um thin calendar uh for your wall, and it's 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 really nice so i've got that one in the kitchen and every time i look at it i always think that was a pound worth spent, that was, because it's a really <laughs> nice calendar. It's just like, um, I'm trying to think, the pictures turned up somewhere else, and I can't think where they were from, but uh, it was sort of white background, and then you've got a picture of the Doctor's face. It's quite simplistic, but they're very colourful. Um, but I can't think how else to describe it. But, yeah, hopefully they'll do another good one this year.
0: Hopefully. You can't go wrong. Yeah, can't hard. go wrong. <laughs> you know where you stand with a a you know, it stays on a Pound
3: <laughs> And also, it doesn't bug me if people write on it. Because I don't know about you, mate. If I put a dot two candor up, it can stay on the wall, but I don't want people writing on it. Whereas no, no. that one, I'm, you know, it's fine. It looks nice, but it's very simple. And I don't mind if people want to yeah. write their dates on it and stuff. So, yeah, it's all
0: good. I'll read you. Yeah. And last bit of merch um, we have a new Funko Pop. Yeah, man. Which looks really cool. I tweeted about this oh. a couple of days ago and. I said in the tweet that when you thought that you'd had enough of the the line of Doctor Who Funkos, they go and release a cracker out of nowhere.
3: This is a cracker.
0: It is. So they've released the first Doctor, the Hartnell first Doctor with walking cane and all. Mm. Um, And it's part of the um, New York Comic Con exclusive line. And uh, it's out. When's it out here?
3: I don't think they've given it a date. I was looking earlier because I was shocked when I saw this. I, I, I must admit, I thought the Doctor Who Funko Pop range might be dead because, um, you know, they didn't sell that well apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, so and we haven't heard anything for a while. So I saw this pop up on um, Twitter. Um, and I wondered if it was real to begin with because I've <laughs> seen a few. I saw one of um, the Davros. T- with the 12th Doctor Head Funko Pop. And I was like, wow, that's brilliant. And it turned out to be fan-made. And I was like, (laughs) oh, okay. So I've seen a few like that that look really good, but they weren't genuine. So when this popped up on my feed yesterday, I was just like, is this real? This is, I love it. And Mm -hmm. I got quite excited about it. I just hope it doesn't, I just hope it's not going to be one of those that's really hard to get. Because it is a, what is it? It's a New York Comic Con exclusive, isn't it? It is, yes. So it'll be released after... The, mm-hmm. that whenever that is um, and yeah I don't know like sometimes these these, I mean there's been a lot of um, positivity towards this so I think it is going to sell pretty well I just hope it doesn't become one of these that becomes hard to get like what was that one that was was it the 12th in the space suit or something you know every now and again there's one that they release and they're limited and, and you can't get your hands on them and I, I, I really want him I, I absolutely love this Funko Bob I don't know about you
0: yeah he looks awesome and it's just they should have done this ages ago they should have put I know they should have started to do the classic doctors in each line you know as they went through and if they did a couple of classic doctors I reckon they would have sold so much better because there were too many similar variations you had three three or four of Matt Smith that looked really similar you had two um Eccleston figures that looked Pretty much the same. You had
3: yeah, one had a banana or something. Yes. Yeah,
0: So they were two. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's nice to have those little variations. If you're a collector, it's nice. But you know, for the for someone like me that doesn't want to buy every single one of them, but I do want to buy a nice, you know, a decent amount. That you know, the ones that I, I really like. Yeah, I mean, this one's a, a, a buy for sure. This is a must-have, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they, they they should have done this a while ago because we could be on to like, we could be on to, I know they've done Tom Baker's Doctor, but we could have had a nice little Trouton in there. We could have had a Colin Baker; that would have been cool.
3: I'd love a Colin, and a, I'd love a Sylvester one. because His Sylvester, little yeah. Broly, yep. His little question mark Broly, be brilliant.
0: Yeah. So I think they just left it too late because, like you say, they the sales are sort of dwindled over the mm. last year because there just isn't enough variety to get people buying them. So, and they can't do they can't just release a Clara figure out of the blue that looks plain as anything and expect Mm. that to be create all this buzz and people are going to get into it again so it's good that they've done it it's just a bit too late um Mm. so new york comic-con is in october Uh, i think it's 5th to the 8th of october right we should hopefully see this on order in the uk probably end of november yeah november something like that
3: i like the fact it has got a big buzz about it so i really hope it sells because that might mean that they do do some of the other classics because yeah, like you said, Trouton'd be great as a Funko. Mm-hmm. Um, so would Pert- Well, all the classics would. They've only done Baker, haven't they? They've only done the fourth, ba- um, fourth Doctor. Yes, I think yep. Yep. might be wrong. Yeah, I can't think of any in the classics. I mean, so yeah, um, can't wait to get a hold of that one. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. All right, we've kicked old Dalek Tat out the door. Off he goes. Off he goes, sulking. He was like.
3: pleased with that one though. He's, he was. You could tell he was chuffed he'd <laughs> got that last. Little Funko on the table. chufty bits he was. Yeah. But now
0: he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> but now he's gone. Right, buddy. It's review time. It is. What, what have you got this week? So, well, we have so
3: far reviewed every Capaldi story now um, together. But there was one little oddity that for whatever reason we didn't get around to reviewing together. So here it is. This completes our Capaldi lot. And it is The Caretaker.
1: You
4: okay?
2: Yeah, of course I'm okay. Why wouldn't I be okay? oh
4: not Every time I see you, it's like
2: you're...
0: What? you a rush in a state.
4: How's you? Sorry I'm late.
0: Who are you having dinner
4: with? I can't keep doing this. I can't do it. The next few days are all about you. I promise.
2: I'm the new caretaker, John Smith. Welcome to Cole Mr. Smith. Thanks. Problem. Solution. Destroyed. No, oh, you recognise me then? You're
4: wearing a different coat!
2: You saw straight through that.
4: Deep cover. In my school. Why? Where's the teeth? What have you done with him?
0: He's fine. Hypnotised. He thinks he's got the flu. Also a flying car and three wives. It's going to be a rude awakening.
4: There's aliens. Oh, my God. I- is that why you're here? Are there aliens? It's
0: assembly. You better get going. Go and worship something.
4: Are there aliens in this school?
0: Listen, it's lovely talking to you, but uh, i really got to get on. I'm a caretaker now. Look, I've got a brush.
4: Doctor, is there an alien in this school?
0: Yes, me. No, go. The walls need sponging and there's a sinister bottle.
4: You can't do this. You cannot pass yourself off as a real person among actual people.
0: I lived among otters once for a month. Well, I sucked. River and I, we had this big fight. Human I-
4: beings are not otters!
0: Exactly. It'll be even easier.
3: Exactly. Exactly. God, does he, he sounds very Scottish there, doesn't he? Go. Yeah, it's has Go, yeah. Well, I mean, he is Scottish, but I mean, yeah, he does sound very Scottish. In that.
0: Extremely Scottish. Mm. So what's this one all about then? <laughs> so The Caretaker was out <laughs> September 2014 as part of Series 8. And it was written by Gareth Roberts with Stephen Moffat. Ooh. He's got co-writing credit on this one and it's directed by Paul Murphy. Right. And it is uh, Clara as the companion. Obviously, as he just heard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with a little injection of action from Mr. Pink. Daddy Pink, who talks really deep. I can't like help this. you if you don't tell me what's going on. I can't help you, <laughs> Clara. Right.
3: God, that was actually more, that was more interesting than the actual person, <laughs> the real person. <laughs> what did you think, Adam, to the well, caretaker? Do you, do you want to give us a little
0: synopsis? In case people are wondering what it's about. Oh, of course. Um, so the doctor has discovered that um, within Coal Hill School, <laughs> um, well, no, not, not exactly in Coal School, but in the area, uh, there's sort of signs of um, this sort of enemy, sort of alien activity. And he goes undercover at Coal Hill School to set up all these little devices and stuff that can draw the alien into the, the school. And he's kind of set up a Ghostbusters-esque kind of yeah. trap Uh, So he can zap the alien into a vortex, send it off a billion years and everybody's going to be safe. However, Clara's kicking off because she's like, you can't do this. This is a school. There's kids here. It's dangerous. And uh, uh, yeah, it's just about the doctor kind of being very stubborn and doing things his own way and doing it anyway. Um, And having to deal with all of the emotion that Clara's going through because she's now, you know, seeing uh, Danny Pink she's having to juggle like her boyfriend life with the doctor's sort of action adventure life. Um, yeah. And then it's just about how the three of them sort of in the last half of the episode sort of not sort of accept each other, but accept each other's feelings and just get on with it. I suppose.
3: Hugh, Danny doing a
0: backflip, a a backflip over, (laughs) uh, over the splits, over the blitzer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So, yeah.
3: Well, my feelings on it are um, there are bits of this I really enjoy, and there are bits of it I really can't stand. Mm. And I just don't know. I just don't know where I am with this one because, you know, when it aired, I quite enjoyed it because it's quite a fun episode, I think. Mm. A lot of it's fun. Um, But it was never going to be like. In my top ten, it was, you know, it was just a, it was just a very average episode, but I remember sort of thinking, yeah, there's some good fun bits in this one. So, um, I, i pop it in the player and I'm, you know, I'm watching the first ten minutes and it's rocking along and I'm thinking, yeah, this is good. You know, there's some good humour in this and then about ten minutes is in. Um, where is it it takes a dive I'm not sure but all of a sudden it just flips for me this episode it's probably when Danny comes in to to be fair and him and Clara it's the bit where he's going on about him being a soldier and he's doing something to the you know, this thing outside and he keeps calling him PE teacher and I was like, yeah, okay, you've done that joke about 10 times now, let's move on with the story and then the story didn't move on and I was thinking, oh dear. So, yeah, for me, it's a strange one this, mate, because I do love some of the humour in it and there are bits of it I really like and I think it's quite a fun little romp But, um, but, yeah, there's a lot of it I don't like, like all the Clara and Danny stuff and the Doctor having this thing about soldiers all the way through, it's just irritating, keeps calling him, you know, a PE teacher and, and they have this big argument at the end, which I find is really forced um, where Dan is like going into soldier mode and stuff. And then you've got Courtney coming in and going off for a trip with the doctor and being sick in the TARDIS. And I don't know. I think it's an odd <laughs> one. I think it's an, an all right watch, but, uh, but I'm not overly in love with it. I don't know, but yeah, there it's, it's enjoyable enough in its own way, I guess.
0: Yeah. So I'm I'm a bit in the middle, I suppose. What do you think of it? Do you know what I'm? I wanted to say that as well. but I don't want to just you know. Oh, want the well,
3: you to be in the middle.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm really down the middle with it. I'm, when I first mm-hmm. watched it, I wasn't sure if I liked it that much. Um, but then when I rewatched it, because it's only the second time I've seen it on the rewatch, when I rewatched it, I thought it's not that bad. It's quite cool. It's you it's know, it's quirky. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those stories where. I like it for a couple of minutes, but then I don't like it for a couple of minutes, and then I like it yeah. again. And yeah, then, and then
3: there's a bit that's funny, and you're like, oh, that was actually quite good. And then, yeah, then there's a bit yeah. with Danny or something, and you're like, oh, good grief. And then it's like, oh, that's a funny bit. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, isn't it? It's just up and down.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, And. I just felt that way through the whole thing about everything, mm. you know, even Capaldi. I thought he's great in this bit. He's really I funny. And great. Yeah. And there was another scene where I was thinking, well, he's not great, but that's not his fault. That's just because he's in this rubbish conversation with Clara and Danny. Mm. And then he's really great again and funny. And then, you know, so, and it's like it with the actual story overall as well. And, and also the splits blitzer. I thought, Oh, he looks menacing. Like the first scene, you know, where he obliterates the policeman in the yeah, yeah, yeah. building. Yeah. You just see him in the distance, sort of moving slowly away, and you think, "Wow, that looks really cool." Yeah. And then there's another scene where they they've tried to do this because it's a big prop and it can't move very well. They've tried to do this kind of almost stop motiony thing where it's like belting down the corridor of the school. Yeah. But it, it's not done that great, and you think, "Oh God, that looks terrible."
3: Yeah, I mean it couldn't exactly creep up on anyone, could it? It's sort of so clunky and clumsy, and I don't think it would fit through a lot of the doors either, as well. Because <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Like you said, that's that again, that's why I really like the beginning, because it's quite menacing, isn't it? When you just see it backing into the shadows, you know, like, ooh. Hmm. Um, and I quite like the design of it, to be fair. Um, the scope Blitzer. But yeah, it's just when you see it in the second half of the episode, sort of clunking, chasing Clara down the corridors. It, it, it loses all that. It looks ridiculous. And I'd forgotten one of the things um, on a rewatch which I found really massively disappointing was uh, was how they you know, the conclusion if oh, you like. Yes. Cause yep. I, kept, I kept thinking, yeah, what do they do? Does it self-destruct or blow up or something? It just switches itself off or something, doesn't it? it it's such a boring conclusion to the episode. It really lets it down. It's almost as if the Scovox is a, um, just thrown in there to give it a bit of excitement if you like because um, there is a lot of this episode particularly the middle bit that's just all about the Doctor and Danny and Clara and him her, you know trying to get the Doctor to like Danny and he thinks that she's actually seeing the guy with the bow tie And you know what I mean and then the Scovots comes in and does a little bit and it's like I don't know it it almost feels a bit thrown in there just to give it an alien
0: if you like I see what you mean it, it, the conclusion is terrible as well because there's that encounter where they 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 first you know you know in a school hall and they're having a bit of a the doctor's almost captured it he set up all the little sensors around the chairs and the circle and so on but then danny knocks the chair over and one of the sensors goes and that's it you know all that and that's quite exciting you think oh this is going to be a good showdown after this bit but then the way that the doctor defeats it he kind of it's almost pointless all the work he's done because he 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 builds this huge ghostbuster style backpack thing doesn't he yeah, which is just a big microphone or something. It's, yeah, and it didn't really do anything. All it was was a some kind of transmitter that made it sort of fooled the the Scovox into thinking that it was his sort of superior. So he just obeyed everything he said, and then he just told him to shut down, and that was your lot. Yeah, I found that
3: massively disappointing. And like you said, he built this blimmin' great thing, and it's just a it's just a a funky microphone. I'm thinking and. and He's even sort of Clara's asking him what's happening, obviously, for the sake of the audience. They're trying to explain what the doctor's doing. But he's sort of talking to the Scobox Blitzer through the mic, you know, trying to convince it to shut down. Mm. And then he's at the same time, he's telling Clara, oh, don't worry, I'm, I'm pretending it thinks I'm it's so and so. And so I'm like, so the Scobox Blitzer supposedly is hearing all of this, you know, supposed to be a really intelligent could destroy the world uh you know alien and you're just telling it your whole plan through the microphone <laughs> i was just i don't know i know it was for the sake of the audience and i get what's going on but yeah. it just seemed yeah it just seemed really uh feeble and i was thinking yeah you know he's got this great big backpack he could be you know i was expecting something exciting and he just tells it to switch off <laughs> and it's
2: then weird, danny
3: backflips yeah <laughs> that did make me laugh though i was like what's going on here i think
0: he front flipped actually i think he legs front towards it and then yeah. sort of does this rolly-poly in the air, and and then
3: yeah, it's oh. it's a bit of a cringe moment, isn't it? That it is a little so cringy. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it's these things are not bad. So they don't. It's not. It doesn't turn you off. You know, as much as you. You don't think, oh crikey, I'm gonna, um, you know, I'm gonna turn this off now immediately. This has really, you know, burnt the bacon. It's just a case of ah oh, this could be this could have been a little bit better, you know, and it, it is
3: watchable, though isn't it you're it is, right it's yeah. not like it's not like um you know it's not like Forest of the Night or Sleep in the More where I'm sat there thinking, oh, this really you know I wasn't reaching for the off button at all. it's perfectly watchable um for me, I think because of capaldi he's written incredibly um comical in this. But for me, it really works. I love this performance in this. I think it's what keeps me going throughout the whole story because I don't have any interest at all in Danny and Clara, and they are in it quite a lot. But for me, uh, I I, I suppose this comes back to what we say about Matt Smith a lot, about him carrying the episode. But for me, Capaldi really carries this episode. I think he's really good fun in it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm surprised that the comedy works as well as it does because he is given some really... um, over-the-top lines for his doctor, if you like, because he's sort of written very grumpy, but a lot of the lines are very comedic. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it surprises me that a lot of the jokes really hit home for me anyway. Um, I like all the stuff with um, Courtney, for example, where he's just like... What does he? What does she call herself? I'm a something influenced. A disruptive influence. Disruptive. Yeah. and he's like, "You really called that?" And I, I found the scenes between those two actually quite endearing and, and quite funny. Like with him, with his big humans keep out sign, and yeah. you know. Yeah. So for me, Capaldi is fantastic in the story, and he and he makes it really watchable. Um, even the bits are a bit
0: cringy. No, I completely agree with you, mate. It's it's one of those stories, and we have spoken a few times in the past about. Capaldi being written inconsistently. Mm. And this is one of those examples of that, but it's kind of paid off for him because... Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, because especially throughout, as we get into series eight, he starts flitting between very serious and grumpy Doctor. You can tell that he wants to channel his sort of inner Hartnell a little bit, and he's got that real grumpiness to him and sort of short Mm. temper. Um, And then there are other episodes like this where you don't see any of that at all. He's like very quippy and everything's like a little funny one-liner and it's yeah it's very funny so when we have spoken about inconsistencies this is a great example of that because i think in the next one was it kill the moon he's not like this that much really he's a lot more serious and a lot more right you know however i agree with you it does the humor does pay off but it only pays off when capaldi's on on the scene if that Mm. makes sense. When you have these little funny moments that Clara tries to do between the other pupils or, um, you know, there's another, there's a scene where one of the other teachers is chatting her up and, you know, and she, she tries to make light of it, but it doesn't really work. And there's a scene where, um, she's talking to the pupils in class and it just doesn't really sort of grab your attention. And it's not until Capaldi pops up at the window that the scene sort of comes to life and it's funny Mm. again. And so, yeah, the, the humour does work, and Capaldi is great. I mean, there's the, the scene where he's leaning through the window and he says that Clara's got the date wrong on the board. Oh, Jane Austen and yeah. all that, yeah. And it's, cle- it's cleverly written because you think that, oh, in a past adventure, he's actually met her and, you know, he knows the dates in his head, but then he just says, oh, I read the biography in the book. That's it, Or yeah. something, And it? <laughs> and these um, and little dry bits as well, like in the little um, clip that we played at the beginning where he's like, look, I'm a caretaker. I've got a brush and everything. Um, it's just fun, little funny moments like that. It just one after the other through this one with him. He he definitely handles
3: the comedy better than than Jenna Coleman. I think um, there Almost are some part, bits where yeah. she's quite good. There's a couple of bits when she's with Capaldi, and they they actually do spar off each other quite nicely. I think, especially the beginning bit. You know when they're going for all their adventures. Sort of off-screen adventures, but we get to see little bits of them. And mm. she's like saying, "Oh God, you know, I can't do this anymore." And you know, there's some quite nice moments between the two of them there. And and I and I do absolutely love the scene. And again, I suppose this is more Capaldi than Clara, but I love the scene where the Doctor first spots the guy in the bow tie, and he just automatically assumes. <laughs> That's the boyfriend. And yeah. it's just his face, isn't it? His little face lights up. Yeah. He's like, of course, of course. And he's all sort of smug. And you, you're sort of thinking, no, no, you've got it all wrong. Um, but that was a lovely little scene. But, yeah, I like the bit where she's got Danny and the TARDIS and he's invisible as well. And Capaldi knows he's there. And that's quite a nice little scene, humorous between two of them. But other, other scenes, I think, when Jenna's trying to do the comedy, she's sort of doing the panicked... Uh, a bit ditzy mm-hmm. oh it's all going wrong yeah it's not doesn't quite hit the mark as well yeah, yeah. i'll read you
0: what what i think one of the things for me is you mentioned there about the scenes with the, the doctor thinking that the other teacher's their boyfriend and yeah you know when danny's in a So i think for me that was the main focus of this episode and i'm pretty sure that was kind of the point that the gareth roberts was going for it's not really about the alien, like the the Skovox blitzer. It's not really about that because it just wasn't threatening enough. It wasn't in it enough, you know, and it was defeated way too easily. It was a bit of a, just a throw in there, like a bit of a device to bring these three characters together, really. Yeah. Because I think it was more of a character progression with the Doctor um, sort of not revealing that he really cares for Clive, because that comes out, doesn't it, when Danny says, you know, he wants to make sure that I'm good enough for you, and that you can it. tell that you know he's hit the nail on the head. And but he, th- but the doctor just didn't want to come out and explicitly say it because he's not yeah. like that, you know. And then we have the the other end where Clara's like balancing her life with trying to be normal and have a boyfriend and a job and all that, but also be this really cool sort of space adventurer with the Doctor and going off and doing that stuff. And mm-hmm. it's about how the three of them sort of come together and uh, and deal with that because. The Doctor really doesn't like Danny, does he? Because of no, his background. No, he's got this thing
3: about soldiers, isn't he? Which I never really understood, because obviously the Doctors, you know, if you think about the Third Doctor and unit, I never really <laughs> quite got where they were going with that that whole 12th Doctor hating soldiers and all that sort of thing. It's, hmm. quite, it's quite clunky, I think, as well, because at the end of it, when Danny's saying you know, give me your orders or, you know, this is what he does. Clara, he gives the orders. I go out there and, and die and, you know, and, and get shot. And he, but he stands back and just watches, it. you know, so they're, they're trying to sort of show that the doctor doesn't get his hands dirty, yeah, if you yeah. like. And I wasn't sure. I wasn't particularly comfortable with that. Cause although there's an element of truth about it, um, you know, throughout Doctor Who's history, I, I get what they were sort of going to, but mm-hmm. I just didn't think it was handled very well. Uh, to be honest, it just, it didn't do anything at all for me, that scene. Um, in fact, I was just, just sort of wanted the doctor to just grab Danny and throw him out the TARDIS,
0: <laughs> you know? But Yeah. it's a great scene though, because Capaldi really goes for it. I mean, we've said that he's very mm. comical in this episode. And his humor comes through a lot, but there is that scene where Dan is really getting under his skin. Yeah. And you know, he's really shouting at him to shut up and get out of his TARDIS and all that. So that's, that's a nice little sort of change of direction in the episode where, the doctor's been so lighthearted and funny and, mm. you know, sort of carefree because Clara's kicking his bum all the time about, you can't do this in the school, you know, the kids and all the rest of it. And he's just like, ah, yeah, be fine. But then it's just <laughs> these little things that Danny's saying to him. And it's almost like when I first watched it, I thought, is this correct? You know, is, is he, can, has Danny got the, what the doctor's about already? Cause he's hardly mm. spent any time with him and he doesn't know him at all. You know, he says." really shocked when he finds out the doctor's an alien and Clara has been traveling with more, the rest of it. And yeah. I thought, you know, as he, as he figured out what the doctor's like and what he's about that quickly, but you kind of, you kind of go with it because the, the doctor's getting so angry. He wouldn't react like that and get so angry if it wasn't true. Mm. If you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's a really cool change of pace for the episode. It kind of slows down a bit. And then we see Capaldi really, really getting angry and raging and then it sort of calms off and then and then we're off into kill the moon
3: yeah i know what you mean it's that's true yeah i suppose it's a good change of pace i just i don't know I, I i did think of how he was good in that scene um i suppose i'm just thinking more about you know like when danny bursts in and ruins the whole the whole setup with the scovets Splitzer and then that's when he realizes that clara has been lying to him and 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 it sort of that does slow the pace down, but it's quite nice because we get that great reveal of the TARDIS on the on the stage and all that, and then obviously Clara's got to come clean and, you know, mm-hmm. explain Danny, and then but then there's a weird bit where the Doctor says, you've explained him to me, or something. Now, what's he say? You've explained him to me, but you haven't explained him to me. <laughs> I can't remember. I know, you know yeah, the bit? Yeah. yeah, like the Doctor's sort of almost saying that he, uh, you know, Clara owes him an explanation. I thought this is all a bit weird i don't know but i suppose it, it you know taking it in the context of series eight it was sort of the next progression of yeah. you know yeah of the story so yeah
0: yeah but overall i think story wise and, and episode wise it was a it's a fun enough watch it's a yeah like i said it certainly doesn't make you think at any point i need to turn it off it's just nope. little bits that you think nah, that could be a bit better and, and i think the one thing that, that really kills it for me not the whole episode, but just at several points. And this is a real common view. So I'm not, you know, not, I'm not just bashing these people, but the way that the moth handles the interactions between Clara and Danny, especially Danny mm. is dreadful.
3: Yeah. It's like, I, I get, get the feeling. I know which scenes the moth wrote. If you,
0: yeah. Yes. So for me, this, the first scene that just done my head in was when, uh, Clara tries to laugh the whole thing off, that they're just doing a play, you know, after the skybox has been... Oh, yeah. yeah and Danny's like it's got terrible. this weird look on his face, and he doesn't react, really. He's just... okay. What, it's just cardboard. <laughs> yeah, what's going on? And then the last scene yeah. when they're on the sofa. And that's the oh.
3: whole... It, that is when I wrote my score, actually. <laughs> that is what that scene... Um, I was like... Because this, this sort of flitted between... Well, I won't give the score away, but this flitted between um you know higher and lower (laughs) all the way through i kept thinking yeah this is uh you know up here and yeah that when it got to the sofa scene that's when i wrote my score down um which i think you'll find is reflected in it so yeah again and you're absolutely right about that scene as well that was really the comedy timing and the it was just clunky when she's like saying it's a play and you know that was a really good costume a really good costume and you're like oh, this is not funny <laughs> you know <laughs> um yeah. i'll tell you what saves it for me though this episode apart from capaldi who i think's awesome in it um i think the production is pretty decent i love the look of it like you know like the doctors hiding out in this room with all these two red doors that's slightly resemble the TARDIS. I don't know if that's oh, intentional yeah. or just uh, a yeah. might just be a coincidence, but I just like the look of it. Mm-hmm. Um and I love, you know, like when we get to see the TARDIS hidden away and it's all lit up, it looks beautiful. And I thought the direction actually was pretty good mm. um in this. I think it's quite slick in its style. You know, like when people walk in rooms, there's sort of there's this slow tilt of the camera which gives it a nice atmosphere and stuff. So, I think production-wise and direction uh for me Worked pretty well on this one,
0: and again helped to move it along. Hmm. No, I agree. The direction was pretty good, actually. There was no complaints, yeah. really. Um, no, it's pretty good, and I think they did a good well of keeping it all uh, joined up as well, because they filmed it at like three or four different schools as well.
3: Oh, did they? Yeah.
0: So it's not just it's not it's not like the good old days where Remembrance <laughs> of the Daleks, where they turned up at one school, yeah, and then they filmed it all there, and then went on holiday um it's not like that anymore they you know they have specific look in mind and if you know one school doesn't offer it they'll go to another one and do the scenes there so they that, they've, yeah so they filmed it at three or four different schools but but i didn't notice that i thought it was all pretty seamless no, i yeah. didn't
3: didn't know that at all mate no i wouldn't yeah. wouldn't have picked up on it in yeah. the slightest yeah yeah
0: so it was good um and also the editing as well sometimes it can be yeah. overdone if they want to sort of you know really emphasize action and what's going on there 'll do this really fast cut between st- but it, it, they didn't really overdo it and uh, at the other end of the scale it wasn't that slow either it It mm. moved along at a fairly decent pace, so
3: I tell you what else they didn't overdo i don 't know if you'll agree is um is the music because sometimes when you get a sort of light hearted episode like this, Murray does tend to do this quite over the top <laughs> jolly you know so well it's a comedy it's a light-hearted episode and I didn't you know sometimes it can be a bit in your face and it does it's almost like forcing it to be fun yeah um, and I didn't yeah. notice his music doing that as much in there so I thought I thought it was quite still fun but it, it didn't it wasn't too overbearing like sometimes the more light-hearted episodes are I don't know if you know what I mean but sometimes the music just Almost is screaming out at you to you must smile. This is a fun scene, and you're like, mm. and but I thought his music <laughs> was quite good in this. It was um, a bit more subtle than yeah. sometimes the light heart more
0: light hearted ones are. Yes, no, I thought that. Yeah, and we didn't get the whole running. I am the Doctor theme that no. they sometimes default back to when there's you know alien or monster turns up. They have to run yeah. away. Cue the music. Yeah, yeah. Didn't, so they didn't do, revert do, 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 to that. So yeah, that wasn't too bad. But yeah, it was fairly minimal, which helped really. I yeah, feel. I just think it yeah. let
3: the comedy do its job rather than sometimes they try and underscore the comedy yeah. to make it more obvious, and mm-hmm. it just sometimes yeah, it's a bit too much. But in this, I thought it was just right. And mm-hmm. there wasn't real,
0: there wasn't much of a supporting cast going on either, although the supporting cast list is quite a lot. That we didn't, we only see them in very small snippets. I mean, I know we had Courtney. Who, yeah. who travels with them on the next episode in Kill the Moon, where she's not as good as she is in this. But Yeah. Um but she was quite fun. She had a couple of nice little scenes with the doctor. It's quite comical.
3: I like her scenes with, with Capaldi, I have to admit. I think they're just quite sweet, quite yeah. funny. She's just playing that typical annoying. But he <laughs> it's because he doesn't take any nonsense that is funny. Like, you know, she's not like she's she's annoying a bit like those kids that we got in Nightmare and Silver, but because the doctor doesn't have any of it, sort of you know slaps her right back down to earth it it makes it more funny, I think yeah. He just doesn't tolerate it at all, but he kind of likes her as well, doesn't he, because she's curious and you know she curious sort of gets the no curious, curious curious. yeah um I'll tell you what though did you um when Mr Armitage walked in the room at the start did you did you do what I did and go ah oh. because mm-hmm. I was just thinking we all know what happens to him in that well, if you if you count that dreadful spinoff as a, as Canon, I kept thinking he, he reaches such a nasty yeah. end. And as soon as he walked in, I was like, no, oh, no, you're going to get splattered all over the floor in a couple of years. Mr.
0: Armitage I know. in a
3: really, in a really pointless death <laughs> in a really pointless spin off. <laughs> yeah, mm. no,
0: I did. I did think that. Yeah. When he, when he walked on, I thought, Oh, it's Mr. Al- oh, no, oh no, don't, don't sort of start taking out mortgages, mate, or, or anything. <laughs>
3: Don't book any long flights. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe
0: you should. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe you should, yeah. But no, yeah, I thought that because I, I forgot he was in it. And then when he saw it, I thought, when's the last time? Oh, oh it was bloody class, wasn't it? Yeah.
3: yeah, I just immediately thought of class where yeah. he gets quite brutally murdered, doesn't mm-hmm. he? By, I can't even remember what by now, but it's horrible death he he has. And he's such a jovial. <laughs> headmaster as
0: well Yeah. anyway yeah and then we have that little scene at the end with missy and you know the whole oh god i forgot about that you know the story arc for this series where whoa, 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 the music <laughs> comes in yeah i yeah. forgot all about that so it, it, they kind of played on this story theme didn't they where the people who were dying were they kind of played it off like they were going up to heaven almost and they were getting booked into yeah. heaven but really it was just missy collecting everybody to turn them into cybermen that's that, right. That was a sort of overall arc, and we saw Missy looking very moody and then walking away.
3: She doesn't say a word. Does she? She just looks. She just yeah yeah, yeah. just a look. Yes. Who's the guy as well?
0: Who's the he's the guy that's it's Chris Addison who plays. Yes. yes.
3: could not yep. think of his name. Yeah, he's like welcoming them and saying, "Oh, by the way, you're you're in the." He does actually say the Never Spear. I think the I don't know if that's the first time they they actually mention it. Yeah, so. It's again. I suppose you know we know what it's about because we've watched the whole of Series Eight. But I think if you were just watching this as a standalone and you didn't know, you'd probably be thinking, "What?" (laughs) But it's (laughs) it's a very short scene. But I must admit, I'd forgotten all about
0: all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's not bad though. The overall arc is not well. It was okay. Yeah, yeah.
3: And I do like Missy. I, I am one of those people that does like Missy. Yeah.
0: Anything else you want to mention about this one before we? Do scores?
3: Um no, not really, mate. I think um yeah, as I said, I will we'll go on to scores because uh, for me this this was nearly a seven. It was you know, I think that I really was enjoying parts of it. But then as like you said, every time I found myself enjoying it, a scene would come up and it would just be cringe. And mm-hmm. so for me, I'm actually dropped down to a six. I think it's it's an average episode, but it's a a fun enough watch. But it's just a bit clunky. So I can't really go higher than 6 on this one.
0: Uh, Okay, yeah. So I'm going to match you on that. Are you? Yeah, I I put down a 6. I was thinking, is it a 6.5? But then it's just all the annoying, cringeworthy stuff with Clara and Danny. Yeah. just make it a real bore in that it just... Takes the flow out of the episode, really.
3: That's exactly what it does. You've hit the nail on the head. It takes the flow out. That's why I dropped to a six on the sofa scene at the end. Yeah, because I was just yeah. like, oh, this no. As, and, and the conclusion with the scovox. If that had been better, this could have been a seven. Because even despite its faults, it's quite fun. Yes. But um, yeah, yeah, the conclusion and and all that just yeah didn't hit the mark.
0: Yeah. What about our lovely listeners? Yeah, what did they think? Let's kick off with some audio stuff. Um, this is a first clip sent in by Sammy Satine. E.
4: G'day, Gary and Adam. Sammy Satine here. So, the caretaker. I like Mr. Armitage. I like the skybox blitzer and the fact the doctor goes a bit ghostbusters to defeat it. Aside from all that, Danny Pink. Wooden, annoying, and just plain awful. I can't tell if Sammy Anderson is a good actor or not, but his character has zilch chemistry with Clara. I agree with the doctor. I want an explanation about why Clara and Danny got together too. Courtney is annoying as well, but she's overshadowed by Clara and Danny. Also, apparently Danny says something in that scene on the couch watching TV with Clara that raises alarm bells with people who have been in abusive relationships. Not sure what it is, but it's saying. Four out of ten. I also like the doctor correcting Clara about Jane Austen. That is a good scene. See ya.
1: Cheers,
0: Sammy.
3: Yeah, that is a good scene. See, things like that bring bring the episode up,
0: don't they? That is yeah. a nice scene. Uh, let's do another one. Let's do Owen Daly.
2: Hello, Gary and Adam. Hope you're both well and enjoying the show this week. So, The Caretaker um, by Garrett Roberts. I really love the story. I think The Twelfth Doctor was written perfectly in this. He balances that Gareth Roberts balances the alien side of The Twelfth Doctor and the mean side of The Twelfth Doctor and also the more comedic side of The Twelfth Doctor. And uh, Peter Capaldi manages to bring all of these on screen and I love Peter Capaldi in the story. Um, I think this is what class should have been like Um I think class went down the route of being a bit too teenager-y but I think if it was written in the style of this episode I think it would have been a great spin-off and it's a pity that it wasn't I think the scenes on the TARDIS where Danny Pink uh, when the doctor finds out about Danny Pink and Danny Pink finds out about the doctor I think those scenes are really great with the two of them yelling at each other and I, I think that's probably the highlight of the story for me Um and one final thing is I love the Scovox Blitzer and I think it's a shame that he wasn't in it more. I'm, I, I think it would be cool to see him in a classic Doctor's New Monsters box set but I don't think it's a, it's necessary. But yeah, I overall it's a solid 7 out of 10. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show.
3: 7. Cheers, Owen. Yes, seven. I agree with him about the Scovox. I was thinking how cool it would have been. It, it was probably a budget thing, but imagine like, if you took away the scene where it's clunking down the street, but it's actually like sort of hovering or spinning around. It, it is a cool design. It, it definitely could work, but they, they just didn't do enough with it, did they? Not really. Poor old Scovox.
0: Poor old Scove. <laughs> um, over on Twitter, uh, Ultimate Picker fan says, "My thoughts. I think it's an underrated classic." Oh. I don't understand why it gets the flack it gets. Uh it was an enjoyable solid earth story. Yeah. Uh Conor McHale says, I thought Danny was great, but the Skyvox glitzer needed more screen time. Yeah. Yes. Um, what else do we have on Twitter? Uh Johnny Kilroy says, I surprisingly like the caretaker a lot. A lot. A lot. Yeah. Gallifrey Huvian says, quite enjoy this one. Interesting to see a threat closer to home. Bland, Clara and Courtney was a bit <laughs> annoying, but other than that, 7.4. Very precise. Very. Not a 0.5. He's knocked off the <laughs> Point. 0.1. Very important. Um, and then lastly on Twitter, we had... Um, uh, nope, that's you, the Geeks Handbag.
3: Oh, what was I saying?
0: Uh, You were saying, uh, (laughs) I think you just said it's time for a We Watch.
3: Oh, yeah, okay. So, yeah,
0: the Geek's Handbag said, that stupid presenter Gary.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I would never. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Right, let's do another audio clip. Let's do Martin Arnold.
4: Hello. So you've come about the caretaker job, which we advertised in 1988, and you've now taken up 20 years later. Um, Good for you. I like this episode. It's it's decent. It's not great. It's not gonna be, you know, one of the legends of uh of, of Gallifrey. but I'd give it a seven out of ten. It's a nice little character piece. Um we get to see Capaldi, you know, running around the school being mysterious. His interactions with um Courtney are quite entertaining. Um uh Danny never really he never really went anywhere as a character, but you know, their relationship, the doctor and him did did show some promise, and it's fun to see Clara tearing her hair out, trying to figure out whether the school is going to get destroyed by some kind of invasion of um, horribleness from beyond time and space. Um, unfortunately, that, that invasion turned out to be a, a reject from Robot Wars. <laughs> I always thought the skywalk splits looked very yeah. underwhelming. Um, but hey-ho, I, I enjoy it. It's, it's a fun episode. It's a 7 out of 10 from me um would
0: watch again thanks very much another
4: seven yeah i'm never going to look at
3: the score again now he's mentioned yeah. robot wars so it's yeah. absolutely spot on <laughs> it does
0: yeah yeah <laughs> uh, right over on facebook joe sweeney says um caretaker was good on, with some elements i like the story behind the doctor going undercover as the hair taker uh, i said it loads of times in most episodes of series eight and i say it again this episode would have worked so much better if it had less of Danny and Clara. Yeah. Uh, they were just boring to watch and not worth the screen time. Uh, I do yeah. love the interaction between the Doctor and Danny and Courtney. Uh, and when the Doctor was all brash and abrupt towards them. Uh, moving on, I think the Scovock Blitzer was okay. Did look threatening, but at the same time, I found to be clumsy and clunky. Gave mm. it a six out of ten. Six, same as me, yeah. Uh, Sir Jake of Butthwistle says, I remember this episode being rubbish, but weirdly... On a rewatch, it's pleasantly surprised. I quite liked it. Uh, I thought it was well-paced, and the Blitzer felt threatening. And the only bad points were Danny Pink. I almost think Moffitt sold his soul to the devil when he made Danny. Ooh. Cool. Uh, I wouldn't mind if the Skyvox blew up the planet, and at least there'd be no more Danny Clara. <laughs> <Go on.
1: laughs> uh, he gives it
0: 7.5. Oh, Yes. Uh, more audio. We had five of them in. This is number four. This is James Coleman.
1: Hi Gary and Adam, here's my review of The Caretaker. So I think this is a poor story and is basically an episode full of awkward moments and arguments. I think the Doctor is very harsh but has some funny moments. I think Clara is annoying as usual but treats the Doctor however she wants which makes her feel like a more important character which I think is opposite to the Companion's role. I think Danny is very arrogant and like Clara treats the Doctor with no respect. He's very stubborn and never really stops about the soldier talk. I think the box Blitzer is the only saving grace of this episode, which has a great design, is very threatening, but I don't think it's featured enough. The supporting cast isn't really too strong, and I think the best supporting character is Courtney, who would have been a better companion than Clara. Uh, I think the funniest moment was the disruptive influence reference, and I think there was a nice scene at the end in the Sphere. So overall, I give this episode a 5 out of 10. I'll see you guys next time. Bye!
0: Middle of the road.
3: Excellent, for But yeah, I guess I, I do like the, the disruptive influence scene. That is fun. It is
0: cool, actually. Yeah. yeah. Dean Jones, perfectly watchable, if a bit too familiar to stories like School Reunion and Power of the Three, the Power mm. of Three, uh, with a doctor going undercover with everyday human life. Uh, Capality is great, as usual. Direction was pretty good for the most part. I uh, really like the music, and the scope. Splitzer is a great design, but not the greatest of antagonists. Uh, Jenna is decent, but the characterization of Clara is a mixed bag. Uh, the whole aspect of the Doctor disliking Danny for being a soldier doesn't make sense since he's mm. been fine with military based characters in previous stories. Yeah. Uh, he gave it a six out of ten. Same, yeah, another uh, six. Yeah, Scott Stern's. I don't like it when it originally aired and it hasn't got much better on a rewatch. It has some nice funny moments, Courtney getting a sick. And the Doctor saying that there was a big, oh, there's been a spillage. Oh, that was brilliant, that bit. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But the script leads the actors to a place where none of the characters garner much sympathy slash empathy. It plays like a mix of soap opera and sci-fi, but not really good at either. Oh, dear. Um, uh, I'd forgotten the missy bit at the end, which still feels tacked on. Uh, Yeah. Four out of ten. Okay. four from Scott uh, George Coppin uh, you not reviewed this one I thought you had anyway it's one of the rare episodes where you remember how the old doctor is and that humans confuse him brilliantly acted by Capaldi but with mm. an average villain 7.5
3: yeah it's funny I thought we'd reviewed it as well but we didn't
0: we didn't <laughs> Miles McKenzie I love this episode I don't know why but the doctor working as a caretaker was very amusing and loved how he thought changing his coat would not make Clara notice uh, <laughs> yeah. the Scovox Blitzer felt threatening enough I would have liked it if it had killed more people and been oh. a greater threat. I'm going to the experience on the 9th. So it would be cool to see the costume in person. Yes, it will be. It looked looks very cool, yes. actually, up front. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I don't like in this episode was Danny. Surprise, surprise. Peter was amazing mm. in this episode. And his line, go worship something, made me laugh. Jenna was pretty good, too. Um, she gave it an
3: 8.5. Yeah, surprisingly, because I'm, I'm not a Jenna fan, she's, she's not as irritating in, in this as I thought she would be Mm. i actually don't mind her
0: in it Um, i agree yeah Yeah. and lastly on facebook chris parry says not going to top any polls but it's definitely a standout in series eight mainly because pete capaldi was so funny yeah and our last audio clip this is lewis palmer
2: hello big blue box podcast so the caretaker i'm not really a fan of series eight but i would say the caretaker is a highlight it's just sort of a nice fluffy turn your brain off watch for 45 minutes which you know isn't a bad thing it's filler but it's nice filler and it's filler that i can watch when i've got nothing to do although if you think about it this could easily be an episode of the sarah jane adventures just swap the doctor out for sarah jane and clara out for one of the kids and have her go undercover at their school and it'd be a nice two-part episode of the sarah jane adventures that'd be cool but as it is i think it's just a nice sort of fun uh fun romp ride thing with a cool villain uh a nice development for Danny, I guess. Even though he's still um, as wooden as a plank of wood, yeah. Just go with that awful analogy. But yeah, the caretaker—it's care, <laughs> fine, and I enjoy it. It's a bit of fun. So seven out of ten, I guess. Uh, see you next time, guys.
0: Seven, seven.
3: Cheers, Lewis. You gargantuan apple. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: that was it for the official stuff. Did you have anything over on the oh. geeks' handbag?
3: Yes, I did. I just had the one comment this week from our good friend Charlie Turner, who says, fantastic concept, pretty poor story. Not as bad as In the Forest of the Night, though, he says. Not really a fan of this one. So he gives it a three out of ten. Ah. So, yeah, Charlie, not a fan. Three. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much, guys, for sending in your thoughts and opinions and reviews, and especially mm. audio clips. Love those. Uh, next week, it's classic. Yeah, back to classic. What we got next week, buddy? Oh, <laughs> back to the- <laughs> um fourth doctor
3: one i got quite excited. i always get quite excited when i saw see it's the fourth doctor but then uh, i'm not sure about this one we'll see I haven't watched it for a while the horns of nimon
0: <laughs> nimon you, you Naimon. say nimon i say nimon nimon i've no idea what the correct someone is. someone will tell us someone will tell us
3: next week yeah yeah
0: horns of nimon or nimon i think it's nimon anyway yeah. yeah next week yeah four-parter Yes. Yeah, so get your classic DVDs out for this one. We're gonna be looking for your thoughts and opinions on the yeah. horns of N-I-M-O-N. <laughs> and I think we're gonna do there for one five six.
1: Okie dokie. <laughs>
0: Thank you thank you thank you fairly short show this week yeah rattle through it you won't have to listen to it in 18 parts <laughs> <laughs> like you normally have to <laughs> like the trial of the time lord <laughs> yeah oh god adam and i have a discussion around trial at the time lord about how the hell we're gonna bloody do it
3: yeah I mean
0: someone asked me
3: the other week as well um, I think it was Ben Lett or someone I can't remember said how, when are you going to review it and I said we
0: talk about it all the time because we don't know how to do it <laughs> yeah. uh, I think we've got a, a plan in place we'll have to see how that's going to work out but yeah that'd be interesting we have to do that one. <laughs> well <laughs> anyways thank you so much for sticking with us 156 uh, and thank you very much for uh, taking the time to watch The Caretaker or rewatch or dig out the the memories of that episode from the the abyss in your mind mm. and sending us your thoughts it's all good next week classic week the horns of nimon nimon so get that watched Send in your thoughts for that in the meantime head over to the website www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk you can listen to all of the previous shows on there and you can link off to all of the normal social stuffs and give us a like and a follow And there's also links on there to subscribe on the podcast networks so that you never miss a show. Obviously, the main one being iTunes. There's a big button on there for that. And if you are an iTunes listener, a review would be amazing because that really helps us. We had a lovely review uh, in the last couple of weeks from our previous winner, Elliot Beasley. Yeah, thanks, Elliot. Uh, And all your reviews, actually. All of um, your reviews that you guys have given us are so nice. It really means a lot. Um, if you've not given us a review yet, jump on there. That would be much appreciated. Remember to check out Adam's channel, The Geek's Handbag. Yay! Yeah, yeah. Got loads of videos out now, haven't we, In the should, last, this month? Yeah, should be a new one out today if you listen to this on launch day. Yeah, there will be, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Give Adam uh, Adam's channel a like and a subscribe on YouTube and Facebook and all that. You'll not be disappointed. <laughs> no, loads, you won't. Loads of cool <laughs> stuff on there. Yeah, looking forward to one that's out today. I think it's what's out today. The um, oh, the Titans. Titans. I'm doing a
3: little review of those SDCC Titans. Yeah, yeah cool.
0: Anyways, my name's Gary. My name's Adam. And remember, holiday. El- El-